Welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that turns dog training on its tail with a whirlwind of fun and games that achieve real life results for you and your dog. Each episode is a treasure trove of inventive games-based training solutions supported by our Games Club, the ultimate dog training membership with a team of pro dog trainers helping you every step of the way 24-7. Think of us as your go-to squad of dog experts. I'm Lauren Langman, a top-level agility competitor. I've competed and won all over the world and at the largest show in the world, Crufts, with my superstar Blink. I'm a Sunday Times best-selling author, owner of one of the largest dog training facilities in the whole of the UK and a founder of the Sexy and the Squirrel Challenge, a challenge that has helped over 140,000 dog owners just like you to get real-life results. Our team consists of experts in scent work, detection, search and rescue, tracking, agility, obedience, heel work to music, the intricacies of why your dog does exactly what they do, naughty but nice, behavioural problems and so much more. We're here to help you be the very best dog owner that you can be for your dog. In our world, you'll become more mesmerising to your dog than the juicy marinating steak on the counter or the mysterious smelly thing on the side of the road. Yes, you really can become even more tantalising than fox poo and even the local jogger. Our mission, we know how to make you the apple of your dog's eye by tapping into the transformational power of play and learning through games. Whether you're wrangling a bitey, sharky puppy or teaching an old dog new tricks, the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast is packed with creative strategies and supporting advice for you. Become the most thrilling part of your dog's world. Ready, set, play. Welcome to the Sexy and a Squirrel podcast, powered by the Games Club. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Samaya. I always remember it like Samaya rhymes with papaya. Samaya, that's how you introduced yourself to me uh, when I was trying to work out just how I pronounce your name. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm really pleased to be back. It's so much fun to have these conversations and just dig into all the good dog training things, tips and tricks for really living your dream life with your dog. And I love that about you because you really have lived our topic today, as have I. We're talking recall. We're talking total recall. We're talking literally annihilate the recall because so many people don't enjoy this freedom with their dogs. And I feel it's a crying shame that there are dogs and owners all over the world who don't get to enjoy the freedoms, the privileges that that we do. Now, I understand there are some dogs in some countries that have to live with leash laws in certain places. However, whether it's your garden, whether it's your house, whether it's out and about, whether it's public parks, in the UK, it would be beaches and public spaces, moorland. Recall is a really vital skill. What do you think? Absolutely, totally. And um, we're really lucky here in Canada. We have tons of off-leash space. That being said, it's slowly being taken away from us. And that is because people's recall is failing. And it's such a shame because that's commonly part of the dog dream, right? That's huge part of my dream when I got my dog. It was a huge part of my mom's dream when we had dogs growing up. And so to see to see the the privileges of having off-leash freedom be taken away by the city bylaws is such a shame because unfortunately it is a result of failing recall. But there's solutions and that's that's the beautiful thing too. And that's what we're here for, right? Now, now I'm, I want to think back to, and I don't know if you've got any examples, but I want to think back to a few of my examples. In fact, I've got a few lately. Um, number one, probably my first memory of a recall 
was I had a little lurcher. Her name was Lucy. Sounds like a story, like a nursery rhyme. I had a little. Yeah, so I had a little lurcher. Her name was Lucy. I had her from the Plymouth Cats and Dogs Home, uh, formerly named Plymouth Cats and Dogs Home. It's now Gables Farm. She was a rehome dog, a dog who definitely had bad treatment. When I got her, she had cigarette burns down her back. She was really, really definitely poor condition and shaky little dog. She was like in the house, a fragile baby lamb. Like she was broken. Her spirit was broken. Her Everything about her was broken. Out and about, she would go still, stoic, alert, little killer. Like she had proper like hunt, like greyhound, like tendencies. She had um, ear tattoos. She'd definitely been used for some sort of courting or hunting or she was a real like, like fast killer. Uh, she definitely had a few bugs bunnies in her days. And one thing I really, really noticed and and mega sort of appreciated with her is the power of a recall or probably the panic of not having a recall because I lost her numerous times. I was 11. I got home. My dad was working away. My dad worked away very frequently when I was a child. I didn't really see so much of him. And my mum was quite poorly. So my mum had just had a major operation. And so Lucy was um, my dog and I walked her and I lost her and I lost her a few times. And the panic of that as an 11-year-old child, when you've just got your dog, and she was a seven-year-old dog from a rehome center, I picked her because I felt sorry for her. And for me, the panic of losing a dog, now that's painful. Now, I had the same panic only a few weeks ago where a dog came charging up at our horse. And I was out with my daughter. It was her birthday. Eliza was ecstatic to be out. It was a school day, but it was a non-pupil day. And it happened to be her birthday. And she was top of the world. She was singing and She's such a joy. Um, the last seven or eight months, I've really, I know you should always appreciate everything, but I've really appreciated Eliza because she is just a buzzy, bouncy, energetic little thing. And she's so happy about the world. And she's so, she only sees good. And I love that. Like, it's so innocent. And um, as we came down there, she just said to me, mama, mama. And I was like, you're fine. Like, chill. And it's just a dog in a distance. And she knew, Eliza knew it was coming. And I kind of thought, I did see it, but I didn't, I, and, and you could see the little panic on her face and 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 mama, mama, like, look, like help. And I kind of went, you're going to be fine. Like, it's fine, Lies. They'll call him, they'll, they'll call him back, right? And that was my thinking. They'll they'll call this dog back. Anyway, they, they didn't call the dog back. Well, they tried to call the dog back and then they didn't really try that hard. And then all of a sudden that dog's rushing around and run into us and run around the back of us and then run to the side of us and then swipe down the side of us. And in all of that, I've come off the horse. She stayed on her horse. Um, my horse is, or her her other horse, really, uh, he's he's quite young. Um, he reared, I'm on the floor. Now, I don't think, I, I think I kind of, to a degree, opted out as well because I was coming off anyway. And my phone went on the floor and there was a bit of a smash and it was just painful and all because of a broken recall. But that broken recall, Samaya, could be someone's life. That broken oh. recall could be a car accident. That broken recall could be a horse with a rider on the floor. That broken recall so many times has been dead stock, dead sheep, dead animals because someone's allowed their dog um, way too much responsibility and they haven't put in the training time or the dog is not ready for the responsibility. It's the same as me giving Eliza keys to, I don't know, we've got a horse box, keys to the horse box. Eliza doesn't get keys to the horse box. She's not ready for that privilege or right, right? Like it's not a right to her. It is a privilege and, and she's not ready to drive. And so for me, it was just a mega wake up. How about you? Have you had any experiences of, of recall or um and, and the, the cool thing with Samaya is just to let all of our listeners know here, 
I love working with Samaya because you've had so many different areas in your life that um, you've worked in, but one of them is hiking with dogs. And Samaya is one of the very few people that I would let walk my dogs. She loves Tokyo. Tokyo loves her and Brave. Like they literally think you're you're wonderful. And listening to you, I know I would trust you. I'm watching your videos. I know I would trust you out with my dogs because you're so awake to the risks and the responsibilities, the fun and the freedom, and they all come in equal measure. Totally. And I absolutely have stories. I have too many stories to count of where recall really, really was incredible. And then I have those scary moment recall stories as well. For example, I just started working with a family with their border collie and she's incredible. She's very sweet. And she actually lost one of her limbs when she was just a year old due to getting hit by a car and a broken recall. And so she's she's much better now like she has no idea that she's different she has no idea that she only has three legs in comparison to other dogs who have four legs um she just has these other struggles that we are working on and so um but just hearing that story from them because you can tell that they carry a lot of guilt from that and like they thought that they were going to lose her entirely and you can see the amount of guilt that they carry with that because it was just in the way that they conveyed the story to me. It's like they kind of held it back at first. I never asked them why she was a tripod. I never asked her why them why she only has three legs. They they just ended up sharing that as the as our first session went on, and it was like it made me want to cry for them because you can see that they totally hold themselves responsible for it. And I think that like with your what happened with you and Eliza last week, I think that's exactly the thing. And when that when that dog owner, that dog guardian realizes that they've made that mistake, they they can go one of two ways. Sometimes they apologize and then sometimes they they put it back on you. And that's really unfortunate too, because you can tell that once again, they are carrying that guilt. They do realize that they've failed their dog. They failed the other people. They failed the horses. They failed everybody in the situation, but they in that moment are struggling with the accountability. And so it's it's really sad to see that too, because in every respect, all those people's optimism has just been crushed. All of their confidences have been crushed. And, and the solution is really quite simple. That's the thing too, right? And then a brilliant story about recall is when I was growing up, we had this rough collie. Her name was Breezy and her favorite thing in the world was the beach and taking her on off-leash walks. We lived in a really quiet uh, subdivision and right by the ocean and she was just never on leash. It was just not something that she ever needed to have. And her prox- her sense of proximity, so like in Absolute Dogs, we train via concepts and we sk- train the skills and then we train the behaviors. So Breezy never needed to be on leash and she always was trusted off leash because she had such a strong sense of proximity and disengagement. So we would take her down to the beach and when the tide went out, it was just like sand forever. And so she would love to chase birds and she would take off and she would chase them and then we'd call her back and she just would do this huge U-turn and just come right back to us. And maybe part of that was part of her herding instincts, like being being a collie and knowing to like do those big U-turns and and 
she was just so brilliant. And it was just like in an instant, she could have that disengagement. She had that proximity. She had that re-engagement with us. And it was such a, it was such a joy to take her off leash because you could literally walk down the road, like again, very quiet subdivision. We're talking 25 years ago, at least. And she had the, the sense to stay close at our side when it was appropriate. And then she would enjoy her off leash time at the beach and she would just run and enjoy it so much. And we could trust her around wildlife and we could trust her around birds and other people and other dogs. And she was just so incredible at like that incredible recall. And so that was actually a really big part of inspiring me towards doing off-leash hikes when I first started um, that part of my business. Um, It's not something that I do anymore, but it was, I just enjoyed it so much as a kid. I would so be booking them. I'd be like, Samaya, I'm booking in. And now I was just thinking about that though, because it was interesting that day I, I met up with the horse and I don't want to go over it. You know what? I'm a, I'm a solutions style person. I'm not someone who goes over and I wasn't angry at the lady. I was more, I was slightly disappointed that her answer when the dog did chase the horse and, and you heard uh, the video, she said, if your horse can't cope with being chased by a dog, then you shouldn't be out here. And I remember thinking, like, what on earth is going on here? Like, this is nuts. Like, all I needed her to do was say sorry, get the dog on a lead, and then not do it again. Like, I'd be all right with that. But instead, and, and I appreciate, and I, it's embarrassing, right? Like, she's embarrassed. And I, I see that, and I feel that. But you really do need someone to take ownership in that situation because that is a, it's a dangerous situation. It's a dangerous situation. And I've seen two unfortunate accidents, one where someone broke their back and another where someone seriously damaged themselves for at least nine months with a lot of physio care. I wouldn't want that on my conscience. I wouldn't want it on my conscience. But anyway, what I was going to say is I almost, because a bit like Breezy Tokyo is that dog. You can get out. He's good with nature. He's good with people. He's good with dogs. He's just the dream dog. And Brave, I mean, Brave has to have shorter walks, but only because of her. Um, Brave, for those of you that don't know, has had a spinal uh, sort of accident injury. Um, and so we have to be a little bit careful about how long she can go out um, because effectively she's got a slightly odd gait um, and makes herself a little bit sore if she's out too long. Um, but but the reason I didn't, you know what, is because I was on a horse. So I was aware that if anyone else's dog came up to us and wasn't nice to him, I would be on a horse. And I was so grateful that day that I hadn't taken him with me because he is fine to hike on the ground. Like I, I don't need to think about him. He'll just go up ahead of the horses. And if we gallop, he gallops. And if we canter, he cans. And if we trot, he trots. And if we stand still, he stands still. Like he's he's trained to proximity. So he's trained to hang out at your speed. However, and he would love a gallop. He's never had one, but he would love a gallop. I know what he's like. He'd be up ahead doing what Breezy was doing, big loops. Like he, he would love a gallop. However, I chose not to take him because he is my responsibility. And my responsibility is to keep my dog under control at all times. Now, if I'm on a horse, I haven't got that full control over to be honest, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about other people's dogs. And I think that's quite a, t- a typical worry, isn't it? When you've got a good really cool these days, you're worried about someone else's dog. Totally. And even that, that goes, that transfers to on leash, on leash greetings too. It's like down in my neighborhood, we recently had a bunch of new housing put in and a bunch of new dog owners have moved onto our street. And so what used to be a very quiet street is now very busy with other dogs. And so many of them struggle so many of them are reactive and uh, Mr. Vince is very cool um, with other dogs and and um, socializing with other dogs. And I often have these people like we'll be passing and then I purposely pass like cross the street and then they'll 
if we're still on the same side of the street, they'll be like, oh, can they say hi? And I just say instantly, oh, he's not good with on-leash greetings. And it's not because he's not good with on-leash greetings. It's because I don't trust that your dog is. And even if your dog is most of the time, it's not a risk that I'm willing to take for him. And so that goes to to off-leash freedoms as well. Like there was this um, there was this husky, this, uh, she was a Shepsky. So she was a shepherd husky, very sweet girl that I, that I used to hike. And she, the first hike that we had, her owner had told me how she had brilliant recall and how she was super great at just hanging out with you and everything. And so, um, on the way up the mountain, she was, she was superstar on the way down the mountain. And this was my fault. I put too much faith in that first half of the hike on the way down the mountain, she beelined it for the car. So there I am literally running down a mountain, <laughs> literally running down a mountain, probably the equivalent of like 70 to 80 flights of stairs and running down a mountain after this dog, because I don't want her to be hanging out at the vehicle by herself with, with cars being there, with, um, with other dogs being there, people thinking that she's maybe lost and then maybe grabbing onto her and then it being this whole big thing going through Rome. So I just literally took off after her and thankfully all the other dogs that I had with me, cause something that I always did when I did, uh, dog hikes is I only ever took one new dog at a time. So if I had my existing group, I would only ever tr- introduce a newbie one at a time, if I would schedule them on other days or schedule them for different weeks until I had a good sense of what that dog was like and that we had that relationship. So anyway, this was back in the early days too. And so um, we took off down the mountain and luckily all of those dogs that I had with me in the group, otherwise, they all knew to go with me and they all stuck right with me. And so just like me and seven other dogs, just running down a mountain after this Shepsky and she, she was just waiting at the car. But she refused to recall. She could not disengage from that endpoint, and she would not recall. Meanwhile, her recall was incredible on the way up. And it's just like, these are live animals. They do have a mind of their own, and we can train them extremely well. And there's still going to be this element where that, that recall can fail. And so understanding your environment, and this was something about being off-leash hiking is, and it was just like you, like you are selective of when you will take Tokyo with you on the horse or not, or if you're walking with Tokyo and maybe Eliza's on the horse and, and you're, you're selective about the circumstances that you set up and that you expose your dog to and, and making sure that you are setting them up for success as much as possible so that we don't have these that's huge. It's, it's how you set them up for success. And I think it's worth referencing the fact that we've just had an amazing weekend teaching Total Recall Live. So we've just had an amazing opportunity. And we're going to literally, I mean, let's whistle stop like a few of the tips, tricks, like you said, hacks for recall, because we've just taught a whole weekend on them. If you haven't checked it out, get on the Absolute Dogs page, have a nose. There's a whole new mega program. It's recall training the one minute way, because I do think there's a whole recipe of games that we can play. None of them taking longer than a minute, like none of them taking longer than a minute. However, Samaya, as you know, that's something we continue to top up all the time. It's a, it's a recipe and it's, it's a bit like me today. I've, I've eaten some food and, and all day long, I'm trying to be on a recipe for a bit more health. <laughs> 
a recipe for a bit more energy, a recipe for a bit more, I don't know, optimism, whatever it might be. Like we're all on that recipe. And for me, those things might involve, I don't know, let's go for a recipe with with some more health in it, a little bit of time outside, more glasses of water, more veg and more fresh fruit and less sort of stuff in packets. That might be my recipe. For a recall, our recipe, and we've got the one minute way, couple of little games that we might play and, and I'm, I'm happy to you to you to share some too and some of these are obviously in our total recall opportunity if you haven't checked it out like i said definitely get on the website and have a look um there's not only a really cool digital course there's also which is basically an online course that you can do anywhere in the world and you can do it all and every game in there is aimed to be a minute there's a couple i go a little bit over but i try really hard to stick them to a minute and i mean it's hard and i try because i want to tell you about them all um but a couple of like quick recall games because we've put together 30 uh, and they're all there for you to recipe together and it's really a cool opportunity but a couple that I might play one of my favorite recall games is Samaya you know what I change direction a heck of a lot I get out there and I change direction a lot and I don't call my dogs I change direction and I make it their job to find me and I used to walk with this friend I tell this story a lot and it would really annoy me please don't tell her I hope she's not listening you know it would really annoy me because I'd walk with her and she'd be like Rosie, come, Rosie, Rosie. And I'd be like, can you not call them? Like, I want to I want to surprise them. I want them to be like, damn, I missed her. Like, I need them to watch out for me. I'm not going out on a walk to constantly, and I do constantly watch my dogs, and I am very vigilant, but I'm not going out on a walk to try and hunt them down and capture them and grab them. And, like, I want to go on a walk where they want to find me and that they're um, – I mean, I was trying to play a game yesterday with Easy, and you cannot, like, even if she's eating food, you cannot trick her. She knows when you're going to call her. She's like, I'm coming. Like, she's, you want a dog that is able to be a dog, but is still able to keep an eye on you. I want them to keep an eye on me. So that's one of my favorite games that I'll play when I'm out and about. How about you, Samaya? I I love so many games. There's so many easy ones. Like, they're really, really simple. And the great thing is, is that there's so many levels to each one of them. And that's that's what I love because that's what the environment always has up on us. There's so many games to play for proximity. There's so many games to play for disengagement and for getting a dog that's literally tuned into you. It's like they have eyes in the back of their head and they're always, they know exactly where you are at any given moment. And Mr. Vince is definitely one of those dogs. I know that Tokyo is too and, and easy as well. And these dogs, they just have such a strong one relationship and connection with you, but also just the sense of proximity right? They value being with you more than anything the environment can offer them. And that's the thing too, is the environment's always offering them variety. It's constantly giving them something different to engage in, something else to stimulate them. And that's what I love about having so many games for us to train proximity is because it gives us unlimited variety to be literally the best thing that the it that gives exists. Them. So much variety. And I think that's the really impactful part of all of this. And you guys, I'm I'm pretty sure that you've seen Total Recall um, and, and what we've just been doing. But hopefully, uh, obviously, it was a mega free event and then a really cool opportunity for you to get um, some of the online training and also some of the physical resources like long lines and treat pouches, clickers, and really just galore of, of stuff that you guys can take on really to, to rescue your recall, because ultimately, that's what we want to do. And it's simple. I think that's the thing. I don't think people realize quite how simple it is. And here's the thing. So many people spend years and years and years doing the wrong thing. So no, the recall is not going to get better. The recall is not going to get better. And I remember telling my dad this, this same, same thing. And he said, 
why is it that Brave comes in really quickly to you and she never comes back to me? And I'm like, I reinforce her. It's a really simple thing. And dad's like, I reinforce her too. I always go and get a handful of her biscuits. Brave has no interest in her biscuits. Brave either wants to play a game or she'd like some chicken or maybe you could play like a little bit of you come in and then you go out again. So you could give her a bit of an environment re- reward or maybe um, she comes in, you put her on a lead and you take her for a walk. Like that type of thing is, is reinforcing for Brave. Whereas what my dad does is he calls her in, gives her a handful of a few biscuits that she's already got anyway because he's always feeding her. Like I really believe you need to understand reinforcement and you need to understand what your dog finds reinforcing before you master a recall. Because if your dog's not foodie and you're feeding them food every time they call off a deer, then you're going to lose that recall quite quickly. And those of you that are like, you can call dog off deer? Absolutely. So the point that when Tokyo sees deer, he looks at me like, can I? And I'm like, hell no. (laughs) And at the same time, I love that permission-based, I'd like to chase the deer. And I'm like, Let's go maybe, I don't know, do some sort of sniff work over here and um, let's find something more appropriate for you. And I think the biggest thing in, in recall, Samaya, is people practicing and rehearsing the wrong thing. Like, I, And I feel like we can really help solve this. So please, if you haven't already, check out what we've got. It's brand new. It's completely brand new filming. It's been filmed in 2024. Like it's brand new like really brand new. So it's literally filmed just a couple of weeks ago. And so it's really targeting and aiming at anybody who wants to improve a recall. And I personally don't believe that you can ever have too strong a recall. Like Easy has a really great recall, but she's also a very strong chase drive dog. So she's got intense, strong chase drive. And so for me, I top up that recall all the time because there's sheep and stock all around here, whether that's horses, sheep, stock, uh, cattle, um, chickens, ducks, run a like runner ducks, geese, like there's always something she can chase. Cyclists, those are one of her favorites. Um, if there's multi-cyclists, then party on. So for me, it's all those distractions as well. So I personally don't feel you can ever overdo recall training, Samaya. I don't know about you. I totally agree. And I think that it is a lifelong, I think all dog training is a lifelong experience because the progress is never linear. And also you're going to have these moments. It's kind of like, you know, how we talk about the relationship bank account, there's a training bank account too. And there's going to be constant fluctuations in your dog's skill level. And that can depend on so many factors. And we dig into a lot of those in different lessons in the games club, of course. So talking about their bucket and how much calmness are they experiencing? How much sleep are they getting and decompression? And there's all these other factors that are going to be constantly playing into it because life is not static. Our dog's personalities are not static or set in stone. Just they're as unique as humans are and they're constantly learning. And if we're not actively teaching them and if we're not actively engaging their brain into what we would like to see from their behavior, then the environment's going to do it for us. And especially when you have an off-leash dog, there's a lot of the environment at their disposal to learn from. And so I think that I completely agree with you. And I think that it's something that we get to enjoy doing with our dogs through their entire life. Like there, (laughs) there is no limit to the amount of training that you can do in any respect, especially with recall, because it's it, it's something that you do need to be ex- as close to 100% as, as it's possible. Fundamental. It's absolutely fundamental. And there is no there is no negotiating about having a, a recall. Your dog's either on lead or your dog has a recall. Like you, for me, that dog chasing um, Eliza's young horse is absolutely not acceptable. Like there is nothing about that that's acceptable. And I get we make mistakes. 
And I am absolutely forgiving. And at the same time, we don't make those mistakes more than once because that would just be insanity. I think Albert Einstein said, Albert Einstein uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We absolutely are not going to be doing that. Um, And I really like Henry Ford here if we're going to go for some quotes and, and it's fail to prepare prepare to fail. If you are not prepared in your recall, this is what total recall is about. If you haven't already gone and had a look, go and have a look because this absolutely is what we need. And for me, having the fun and joy of games on a daily basis, like what a joy. Now I was doing a podcast and I was just thinking actually two things. One was Samaya, you mentioned sleep. Oh my goodness. Last week's podcast, the wonderful like superstar that is Amanda, a proper geeky scientist, loves talking about things like this. And she does she does sleep so if you haven't checked it out guys check it out um and then secondly what we're talking about today i'm sure you've got someone that you want to share this with i'm sure there's someone that needs to hear this i'm sure the other thing is the more owners that you see with problem dogs or naughty dogs or like you said Samaya, just reactive dogs on your neighborhood or more dogs that are in a situation they don't want to be the more we can share this learning with them the easier it's going to be for your dog too your dog's going to find it easier like one of my reasons for sharing that one with the horse is i don't want people to go through that I don't want people to do that. I am not angry at that person. I'm not I'm not even upset and distressed. I just want to help educate more people. I just want to kind of show people that in the UK there's a dangerous dogs act and that dog sits under that dangerous dogs act right now because that dog is out of control. And it doesn't matter whether your dog bites someone or whether your dog just scares someone. It doesn't even matter if they intend to scare someone. The fact that they scare someone means they sit against the Dangerous Dogs Act and they're in breach of the Dangerous Dogs Act. And whilst I don't want to get into the legalities of it, I actually want us to acknowledge that we have a responsibility that is bigger than just letting them off and not thinking about them and then taking some time on our mobile phone and maybe uploading some videos or maybe editing some videos. And those are the sorts of things I can do when I'm walking. And then I'm like, hang on a sec, Lauren, be present because life is happening around you. And we all know it. We get out and we get into our scrolling, right? It's it's something to be really mindful of when you're owning a dog. Anyway, back to my point, I digress. The biggest thing with Recall Samaya is it integrates with our day-to-day life and it should be fun. It should be fun. Like I find it really fun being a kid and hiding behind a tree and not calling them, waiting for them to have that moment of, where's she gone? Like it's just advanced scent work really or baby scent work, I don't know. And um, like, I love that moment where my dog sort of does that little, Tokyo does this like little like pharaoh hound look. And it's really funny because he's probably... I kind of think some days he's really bright and then other days I think he may be really stupid. I can't quite work it out. And he's like, and he's got this like funny little lip where he like looks like quizzical. Um, whereas you're never, you're never ever getting away from Blink. Like you're just not or easy. Whereas Tokyo, you can trap him out. Uh, so I think it should be fun. I, I think it should be a lot of fun. I think it should be something we top up all the time. We obviously ditch the bowl. Uh, we have our treat pouches with our dog's daily dinner in them. And the cool thing with that, if you're doing the total recall, you get a chance to get one of the bundles and the bundles have the treat pouches. They have long lines. They have the um, thin lines. They have literally a bit of everything in there. They they have a bit of like everything in there, which is really, really cool. Um, but I think that's mega to understand that when you're out, you make it fun, Samaya. It's fun. That is exactly it. And that in like unto itself is investing in your relationship bank account with your dog because the relationship is the glue that's holding everything together right and we can have it's kind of like you were talking about with your dad and how brave doesn't have great recall with dad but he he has awesome or she has awesome recall with you and that's exactly it it's like part of that relationship is offering that variety it's offering those passion rewards it's about 
offering that fun and that enthusiasm. And the more fun and engagement that you give your dog, the more that they're going to give back to you and the more fun that you guys get to have together. And it just gets to be like, there's days where I'm not feeling great and maybe, or maybe I've just been sitting at my, at my computer for too long. And I take Mr. Vince down to our parkade on rainy days or out to our courtyard here. I live in a, like an apartment sort of condo building. So we have these common areas. We don't have a yard, uh, unfortunately one day that's the dream. And uh, so I take Mr. Vince out and we play five minutes of games, not even, but Sometimes I push it a little bit too long because I'm having so much fun. And then I can see that he's tired and I'm like, okay, okay, it's time to go in now. And he passes out for like three to four hours after that. But that few minutes of fun that I get to have in my day is such a joyful thing to do with him. And it can totally uh, change my state. It can totally light me up and take me from when I was feeling stagnant or blasé and take me to like, yeah, this is great. Okay. I'm inspired again. I'm happy. And I've got this movement going on. And so it's, it's such a fun thing that you get to do with your dog. And I, I can't believe that the world has come along this narrative that dog training needs to be hard and it needs to be difficult and needs to be painful and, and all these things. Because the moment that I found Absolute Dogs, that was my favorite thing. Because I'd looked at so many other other training avenues, so much other, uh, even podcasts or or programs to, to be a pro dog trainer. And all of them that I looked at, I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but it sounds really boring. And for some reason, I just don't think that dogs are boring. And then I found Absolute Dogs and I was like, of course it's not boring. It can be a ton of fun. And I just think that that's so cool that we we literally, we get to do it. We get to train our dogs. Could be, shouldn't it? Like I was thinking about this, my morning this morning, my favorite part of my day, I, it just lights me up, honestly. I'm so in love with my mornings, which is training my dogs. And I really want to train them all day long. I have a job, just like you have a job, just like everyone out there who has that life that has jobs. And at the same time, it's my highlight of my day. It's my moment where I feel the most present. It's my moment where I'm not looking at my mobile phone. I don't care what someone on social media is doing. I don't care about the false life that is a real or a story that only has the perfect parts in. It has the ugly parts in when they ignore you and you go up to them and you're like, hello, I still exist in your world. And they're like, oh yeah, you do. <laughs> um, so I have those moments. I have the moments where, I don't know, um, they they don't do exactly how I plan it to go and and so I adapt it and I I have fun adapting it and I enjoy adapting it for me that is the best part of my day I don't know about you but I love training my dogs and I honestly I beam from training my dogs on a daily basis I really do and 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 it isn't always sunshine and rainbows there are hard moments and there are tough moments and at the same time the cool thing about this community total recall absolute dogs this community there is always a game for that and in the community space, so if you're one of the Games Club members or you're one of our circle members or you're one of the people that is within our community, there is always someone to reach out to. And even if you're not in our community, number one, get in our community. And if you can't for any reason get in our community, then reach out. We've got a form. You literally go onto our super space, which is um, our Absolute Dogs website, and you find us and you ask us. We are here because we love dogs. Right, Samaya? Absolutely. That's that's the thing. And connecting with other people who love their dogs is so much fun too. And then also connecting with people who, because that's what our community space is all about. It's about connecting with others and, and, 
and having the safe space to share, share your struggles and then also equally share your wins and having a safe space to ask for input. And we have so many pro dog trainers that are part of our team. So people who are like deep into the education of concept training and games training, and they have tons of experience and they want to help you. And then you also have other members as well who have maybe experienced the exact same struggle that you're going through or their version of it. And they have feedback on what really helped them. And so it's just such a lovely, supportive and safe community to be part of. And I like, it would be crazy not to be part of it as a dog guardian or as a dog owner, or whatever term you want to use. And crazy not to be part of something so cool. And if someone was saying, like, where do I start? Or what should I do? Would you recommend Total Recall uh, to a new person out there? Or would you recommend joining Games Club? Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. Because it literally takes you from like, ground zero. And it explains to you, okay, this is why this is why we are where we are. And this is what could be going wrong with your recall, no matter what is going wrong with your recall though, whether it's because your dog chases bicycles or chases deer, or maybe they can't help themselves, but jump up on strangers, or maybe they're like Mr. Vince and they cannot resist a good mud puddle. Um, No matter what your recall struggle is, no matter what your dog training struggle is for that matter, there is absolutely games for that. There's concepts for that. There is strategies to really power up those skills in your dog so you get to live that dog owning dream so that you get to have off-leash freedom and I love that it starts at a very base level and we guide you through so in such simplistic ways and it's all extremely actionable that's actually if I had to pick one favorite thing it's that you can literally get started on making improvements in whatever your dog training goals are you can literally start making improvements within a few minutes like you watch that video, you play the game with your dog and you're going to start seeing those results almost immediate, like not total results, but you're going to start seeing very quick improvements. And it's so cool. Absolutely. The thing. And I was, I was working out, some of you might have seen my, I've got um, stories and, and reels on my Facebook page of me training a young dog right now. Um, and I've been training weave poles, actually an agility skill. But what I love is I've done about 49 minutes total. I've timed each session and I've got them all written down and, and videoed. So I've got 49 minutes total and she can do it. She can smash it. And it's all come through games, right? And tiny, tiny games. Now, what I want to say, and I suppose in relation to this is recall the one minute way is really 31 minute games and you can play one of the games or you can play 30 of the games you can recipe the games or you can play the games in isolation you can put them together like I don't know if you've ever tried Joe Malone perfume but I love Joe Malone perfume and Joe Malone perfume you can combine them all so you can combine like five of their perfumes or two of their perfumes or three of their perfumes and they all work together because they're all different like herbs and like spices and they just smell amazing like I love them I've I've, I've got one on today and I can just smell it it makes me feel happy and um self-care perfume and um, for me, that's how it is with those recall recipes. You can just put them together and you can go, okay, now I've got a, a perfect recall because I've mixed in the ones that suit my dog. And I love that they're one minute. None of us have a load of time these days. I, I don't realize, I can't quite work out what's happened to time, but it's different to where it was 20 years ago. Like everything's faster. Everything's more pacey. Everything's now. We're in a much more instant society. Everything's required now. Um, social media means no one waits for nothing because there's another channel if you're on in that channel. Like it's it's a it's a fast-paced life, isn't it? We don't really have time to breathe some days or take a glass of water or enjoy the sunshine or sunshine chance would be a nice thing right now in Devon. But you know what? I feel like this is something that can fit in because it's a minute. 
it's just a minute, right? Like everyone who doesn't have one minute for their dog in a day. Totally, totally. It's so accessible. It's so achievable. It's, and it's really tangible. Like you can literally grab onto it and you, you action it immediately and you can get so much out of it. And there's such like, there's infinite layers to each game. There's infinite progresses that you can do to, to keep those, keep those results coming. Because again, like I said, like dog training and dog behavior is never static and there's just constantly more and more and more that you can squeeze from a a one minute game. Like imagine that from one minute of learning, you can, you can go into like affinity and beyond. And I love, that's probably actually one of my other favorite, favorite things about games training is that you can fit it into literally any moment during your day. I, I throw like a coffee pot on and and as it's brewing, I go and I play a game with Mr. Vince. Uh, we might play mouse game or we might play airplane or I might be just about to take him out of the back of the car before going on an off-leash walk. And maybe we just do some boundary games right there in the back of the car because that's real life training and that's also a very needed skill. And it doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to impact my walk greatly. It's like 30 seconds is plenty and we can get so much out of that. You go out on an off-leash walk or an on-leash walk and you do some boundary games and maybe some orientation game or check me out circle as you're doing your walk, right? You have an open space, do some check me out circle, which comes back to like what you were talking about earlier. You love a dog that wants to constantly be checking in with you. Those eyes in the back of the head, always aware where you are. It it makes your walk. It's so nice to have a walk where you get to enjoy the walk. And I remember as a child walks where I'd be hunting Lucy down. I remember walks with Poppy, my naughty but nice dog, my late dog Poppy, where I'd be petrified of who I might meet on my walk and whether she would come back. And typically she wouldn't because when you called her, she was like, what's going on around here? So she would be like really prepared to go chase and hunt something down. And then I remember walks with um, sort of my grandparents' dogs and my mum's dog. And like, literally, we've had so many naughty dogs in in the history and, and really... I turned a massive corner probably around 10, 11 years ago when I when I got Blink and I started really training, probably probably longer than that, maybe more like 15, 20 years ago, but really, really felt that like change, like that change in understanding. And the, probably the biggest change in understanding, Samira, is it is 24-7 dog training, but it doesn't take a long time. You're aware of it. You're awake to it. And the best bit is, guys, listening, Total Recall is your answer. Like, it's there. It's ready for you. If you're part of Games Club, you know what? There are so many different recall recipes that we can put together. Total Recall, hugely enhanced, massively discounted right now. So massively discounted. Um, And if you're a Games Club member, you get an even bigger discount. And the cool part is that everyone's welcome. So, Samaya, I think this has been a load of fun. I enjoy talking to you immensely. And I know we're not, we're definitely not stopping here, are we? Oh, definitely not. There's so many more subjects that we could talk about and dig into. And I mean, I have so many ideas and I'm sure you do too. So I would, I would love to do a few, a few more episodes. I would love to, I would love to just do more and more and more because we have so much to share. Mr. Vince and you are a complete pleasure. You're one of my favorite parts of my day. And I know that you and Tokyo get on super well as well. Uh, The funny thing is that Samara and I live in completely different countries. We're hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles away. And yet we connect through dogs. I'm really pleased we get to connect, Samaya. I'm really like so glad that we get to connect with all the world in this way. So guys, if you're listening to this podcast, please, please share it. Share it with your sister, your brother, your long lost lover. Literally share it with your neighbor, particularly share it with someone who's having trouble right now. 
now. Share it with someone who's struggling. Share it with someone who is not finding their feet in their dog training. Share it with your dog training club or share it with maybe someone who is just having trouble with a naughty but nice dog or maybe someone who doesn't have a recall right now and would like one. Samaya and I are here to do more of this with you and we cannot wait to share more stages of this total recall journey. If you haven't already, check it out on the website. We want to see you there. That's this episode of the Sexy and Girl podcast. We will see you for the next episode. And whilst I'd like to tell you what it is, I'm going to keep you on your toes. Remember guys, stay sexy. Stay sexy.